Well, greetings. It's good to be with you again and bring the word of the Lord into your heart and mind, give you some things to consider as you follow Jesus. And you know, Jesus, as he went about preaching and proclaiming the word of God, there was, seems to be always this crowd that followed him that always tried to derail whatever he was doing. Whether it was a miraculous healing, it was on the wrong day. Um, if he had um, fulfilled scripture, it was in the wrong way and to the wrong people. If he was giving hope, it was to the wrong crowd. No matter what Jesus was doing, there were these people that were following Jesus around, literally following him and his disciples through the grain fields. I wonder, you know, how these people got up in the morning and just thought, today is the day. Today's the day I get them. Today is the day that I trap Jesus. And so whenever Jesus would encounter these people, he would leave them stunned. He would leave them mystified. He would lead, lead, leave them in a position where no matter what they said, they felt like they couldn't win. Because if they answered him correctly, then the people that they wanted the attention from, then the people would be mad at them. But if they answered wrongly, then they figured, well, then God was going to be upset with them. And so these people that were following Jesus around, trying to discredit anything and everything that he was doing, kept getting themselves in positions where they really had no answer. And over and over again in the New Testament, in the story of Jesus, we see that these people, that these people, they, their motivation was jealousy. Their motivation was jealousy because Jesus was gaining these massive crowds, and Jesus was gaining the approval of all of the common folks, and Jesus was, was moving in ways that were radically changing people's lives and bringing freedom to their, uh, to their lives and fulfilling the things that they had always hoped for and longed for, and even things that they didn't realize they should be hoping for and longing for. And as Jesus was moving powerfully throughout that part of the world, there were those that were filled with jealousy because they were no longer getting the attention and they sought to derail Jesus everywhere he went. And you know, it's interesting that it wasn't only Jesus that Paul and Barnabas and the early church um, ministers, as they would go out and the gospel spread throughout all that part of the world, it seemed like no matter where they went and no matter who they helped and no matter how they proclaimed the word of God, there was always these people that were trying to discredit them and derail their message and move the word of God in a direction that it was not intended to go. And many people, the word of God was stolen out of their heart. Many people, um, after receiving the word of God, would then hear lies from jealous people, would there hear just rhetoric from jealous people, and to begin then to give up what they had heard from the word of God, and to begin to turn away from what was truth and what they had received from the word of God. And I know that we live in a day where um, people are constantly seeking approval, um, seeking likes, seeking views, um, seeking all of these things. And I, I I fear sometimes that when you're having these private moments with the Lord and you're spending time and, and you're just reading your Bible and you're receiving from God and His Holy Spirit is ministering to you and you're having these incredible moments with Jesus through His Word and you're so excited about that and then you want to go out and you want to, you want to share that with some family members or you want to um, share that with some of your coworkers or people close in your circle of influence, in your oikos. You want to share the Word of God with them and you're so excited that the 
Word of God is changing you and shaping you, and maybe you've made a key decision um, because of what you read in the Bible, and you're really starting to move forward with your relationship with God, and then someone comes along in your life that is, that is just, let's be honest, they're, they're part of this jealous crew. Um, they don't like that you're moving forward. They don't like that you're feeling peace. And you know what? They don't like that you're not agreeing with them, right? If there's one thing today that is so prevalent in our society is that if you disagree with someone, you're getting canceled. It doesn't matter. It's like, you disagree? Nope, not talking to them anymore. Nope, not listening to them anymore. Nope, they're not my friends. Nope, nope, nope. And we're just cutting off everybody as soon as they disagree with us. And um, a lot of this is jealousy. A lot of this is we're just not getting the attention that we want. And sometimes I think um, people have to be asked the question, do you, do you want attention? Is that, is that why you're saying these things? Is that why you're, you're um, posting these things? Is that why you're being inflammatory? Do you, do you, do you lack attention? Do you feel like um, people don't see you? Do <laughs> you feel like people don't hear you? And I don't want to discredit those that feel like their voice is taken away. I'm, I'm not talking about the person that is honestly um, hurt and honestly burdened by the fact that they feel like maybe their voice has been taken away or um, that their heart is not being heard or their concerns are being ignored. I'm not saying that people don't, don't take everybody that seeks attention and put them in the same category. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people that for sheer jealousy, that for sheer jealousy, they are going to come against you and they are going to disagree with you and they're trying to just throw a wet blanket over the Word of God as it, as it attempts to produce things in your life. And so I want us to look at today's scripture, Acts 13, verses 42 through 52, and to kind of find some helpful ways in here that as the Word of God is coming into your heart, as the Word of God is coming into your mind and it's shaping you, and you're having beautiful encounters with Jesus through His Word, how do we continue in that, and how do we not get derailed by people that are simply jealous of what God is doing in our lives? So the main thought for today is this, continue to hear the Word of God, not being derailed by the jealous, okay? Let's Look at the first few verses of the text, starting in verse 42, reading just the first two verses, 42 and 43, we see this by way of introduction. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urge them to continue in the grace of God. So here are these people, and they're finally hearing the truth. They're hearing how um, their scriptures have been fulfilled in Jesus, and this Messiah has been delivered, and Jesus has been resurrected from the dead, and they are finally free from their sin, and they are finally receiving the things that God has planned to give them all along. These are promises fulfilled, and so they're so, they're so thrilled with these things that they, they leave, and they start following Paul and Barnabas as they leave the synagogue. It's like the preacher 
um, dismissed the, the, the congregation, and now the preacher's trying to go home, and the preacher's trying to go lunch, and you just got this massive crowd. They're just following him home. They're following him to the restaurant. They're following him to his latest thing, and they're, they're asking, please come back. Please come back. Please tell us more. And it's interesting. It's not that they're sitting and saying, thank goodness that's over. Oh, thank goodness he, he finally stopped talking. But he actually, they are actually following him home. Now, if you attend the retreat church, don't get any wise ideas. Once I finish the message, that's all I've got. <laughs> that's all I've got. And uh, I've never had anybody follow me home. I've never had um, anybody, you know, do, maybe we've gotten as far as the parking lot a few times. Maybe after church, people say, hey, pastor, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? And, and so we're, we're in the parking lot, and actually we uh, I've, I have spent quite a few hours in church parking lots over the years speaking with people, trying to help them further understand what God is doing in their life. But notice these people are so excited that they're moving. What does Paul and Barnabas tell them? He tells them something very important at the end of verse 43. He says, continue in the grace of God. And that becomes this, this step that we take in our lives where he's saying to them that he's not going to be there to explain these things. But if they continue in the grace of God, they will continue to grow. They will continue to mature. They will continue to understand. They'll continue to develop. And Paul says, just stay right here. He said, if you're, you will not get ripped off by the jealous. You will not have the word of God thrown wet blanket on and discredited if you simply remain in the grace of God. Of God, And what he's meaning here by this statement to help us understand this a little bit further is that grace is not just how we begin our Christian life, um, but it's how we live the entire time with Christ. We're, we're always under grace. We're always empowered by God's unmerited favor. And that's um, what grace means, by the way, that God is doing something in your life. He's displaying his power in your life even though you don't deserve it. And so when we first come to Christ, of course, we're, we can't earn our salvation. We, we can't earn God's love. The Bible teaches us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, that his love for us has been before we were even born. And it's his grace that allows us to then turn to him, but it's also his grace that allows us to continue walking with him. So if you're not going to be derailed by the jealous in your life, you're going to have to remember that you are remaining in the grace of God, that you're going to depend on God doing wonderful things in your life even though you don't deserve it. One of the first ways that you are going to be derailed by people is when people come to you and they see you growing, they see you maturing, and people say, oh, it won't last. Oh, it's just a phase. Oh, you'll be back into that addiction soon. Oh, you'll be back into your bad habits soon. Oh, your life will be in the same, as the same as it always was. You're just excited. You're just being emotional. You're just having a minute where you are stepped out of reality. See, don't let people do that to you that are jealous of your life moving forward. But as God has poured his grace into you and brought him to himself, so will he carry you in his grace, taking you forward throughout your entire Christian experience. So then I want to continue to talk about this idea of continuing in the grace of God because it's central throughout this whole passage of Scripture as we move forward into verses 44 and 47 through 47. We come to understand that continuing in the grace of God is contrasted 
by being derailed by those filled with jealousy. So we got to have this choice that was taking place in this text that these people received the word of God, they received the grace of God, and Paul says, continue in this grace. Now what's going to fight against them are these jealous people. So they're going to have to decide, do I continue in the grace of God or do I listen to jealous people that are simply mad that I'm not giving I'm giving Jesus my attention. I'm not giving them my attention. That somehow their voice now is is no no longer being considered by me because it's not based on the Word of God. It's not based on a Christian biblical worldview. It's something other than that. And so I'm starting to dismiss that, and they're very jealous, and they're very hurt by that. So let's look at this passage together, starting in verse 47. It says, On the next Sabbath day, almost the whole city, did you catch that? Almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, saying this, We had to speak the word of God to you first, since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, We now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And so notice the example now set by Paul and Barnabas. Almost the whole city had returned. So here you see this massive crowd. So these people that had heard Paul and Barnabas receive the grace of God were told to continue in the grace of God. They left the synagogue that day. They went out and they must have told everybody that they knew and they spread the word and people came in to hear the word of God. And as the crowds were increasing in the synagogue to hear what Paul and Barnabas had to say, there were those that were once listened to, the Jewish leaders, and they were enraged with jealousy because now they can no longer control the people, you see. They have lost a voice. They had lost significance. They had lost prominence. And you know, whenever people start to feel like nobody's listening to them, and I'm talking about, remember, we, we've, we've already said we're, we're not talking about those that have legitimate complaints in this area. We're simply speaking about this portion of people that are jealous because that's what the text um, addresses, okay? So um, we need to show some discernment here. If there's someone in your life that is hurting and full of pain and they're crying out to be heard, we need to hear them. We need to pay attention. So there's gonna be some discernment. You're gonna have, when somebody comes and starts complaining and and starts um, voicing concerns and being negative and, and speaking like hurt people speak, sometimes it's hard for us to distinguish who is genuinely needing our attention, who is genuinely feeling unheard and left out and marginalized between those that are just jealous, those that, that don't really have a problem, that those are just because their voice is not being heard anymore, because their um, ideas are being ignored, because their beliefs are being rejected. And you're going to have to spend some time with the Lord. And you know how you tell the difference? The Word of God. <laughs> That's how you tell the difference. When people are crying out in ways that they cried out to Jesus and Jesus ministered to them and met their needs, those are the people you, you want to reach out to them, you want to consider them, you want to pray for them, you want to minister to them. 
here in this sense, when people are just speaking to you out of jealousy, you can tell they're not, they're not coming to you in the ways people came to Jesus in his word. You notice that what they were doing to Paul was they were constantly contradicting him and heaping abuse on him. So it was contradictory. No matter what came out of the mouth of Paul and Barnabas, it did not matter. Whatever came out of their mouth, these people were going to contradict him. So if they said, if Paul and Barnabas said it's raining outside, these people were going to say it's sunny outside. And then they were going to abuse Paul and Barnabas. They were going to speak harshly to them. In some places, not in this in particular, but in some places the abuse got physical and they would take Bar- um, Paul out and they threw him off a cliff and they would throw stones on him. They would beat him with rods. They would do all of these things. Paul was heavily abused throughout his life- lifetime in preaching the gospel. And you could probably see the parallel here today, can't you? I'm begging you that you would see this today, that when people hear the word of God, if they are filled with jealousy, they will contradict everything that comes out of your mouth and then because they have no real answers no substantive arguments to present to you in contradiction they just seem to insult you and abuse you do you see that I hope you see it I hope I do not need to explain this to you I hope that this is as plain as the nose on your face that you see that this is exactly what takes place in our culture today There's no substantive argument. There's no substantive response. There's no logical, consistent arguments. There's just contradiction and abuse. Name-calling and contradiction. Silly platitudes and meaningless, abusive phrases are everywhere. And it does no good. So when I see abusive statements, rude statements, all I'm thinking is, you know, that person really has nothing intelligent to say. They have no intelligent position. They have no evidence-based argument. They simply are angry. They simply are jealous. They simply are, are enraged, and so they result to abuse. And the people of God have no place at that table because the people of God should be bringing evidence-based, wisdom-filled points of discussion and dialogue, not abuse not silly platitudes, not silly hurtful sayings that are very, very meaningless and unproductive. So, as they move forward, then Paul and Barnabas said, if you've judged yourself unworthy to hear the, God, hear the Word of God, then we're going to simply move on. And as you are carried along in the grace of God, there is times when you simply need to, to just leave, to just move on. I'm no longer going to discuss this with this person until, and I'm not talking about that you cut them out of your life. You simply say, you know what, until we can have a logical conversation, a meaningful dialogue where we each are listening, considering, and being polite to one another, until that can happen, then this discussion is over. And if you ever come to the place where you would like to have a logical conversation please let me know. We'll sit down. We'll have that conversation and hopefully come to a place of unity. And so you see that this is what Paul and Barnabas had been doing. And then as the text goes on through verse 48 through 52, we start to see more about continuing in the grace of God. Continuing in the the grace of God is accomplished through honoring the word of God with gladness. 
Notice what Paul and Barnabas, you, you know what they're dealing with here. And then verse 48, we see this. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and they honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Verse 49, the word of the Lord spread throughout the whole region. But the Jewish leaders incited God-fearing women and high of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off of their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Now, Again, you're going to have to see the Gentiles' perspective as they were the, the ones that were historically marginalized, that were historically seen as, as, as not valuable and not loved by God. But now they are being loved by God. Now they are being invited in. Now they are being um, recipients of the grace of God. And so they're receiving and they are honoring the word of the Lord with gladness. Notice, the gladness was not because there was an absence of persecution. Notice the persecution did not diminish their gladness. It did not diminish their honoring of the word of the Lord. They stayed in the honor of the Lord and they stayed with glad hearts in the midst of and in spite of the persecution that was part of their experience. And so, as we look at this passage, we see that if those that come against us as we are receiving the Word of God, as we are applying it and living it out under the grace poured into our life through the Holy Spirit, that as we do that, there are going to be people in your life that for no other reason besides jealousy are going to contradict everything that comes out of your mouth. And they are going to abuse you. They're going to call you names. They're going to discredit you. They're going to do maybe some other things to you. But as you do that, if you would receive the word of God, if you say, God, thank you for giving me your word. Thank you for pouring your grace into my life. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your family. Thank you for allowing me to be part of spreading the message of hope. And I know, Lord, that as I spread the message of hope and as I honor your word with the gladness of you letting me be involved in this, the Lord, I know that there are going to be people that are jealous. I know that there are going to be people that are abusive. I know that there are going to be people that are contradictory to whatever comes out of my mouth as we share the word of God, but they kept sharing it. And notice, this is so important that Paul and Barnabas were expelled from the region, but that didn't stop the movement of God in the region. It continued through the grace of God being poured out into the people that were honoring the word of the Lord with gladness. See, this is the pe these are the people that God was using. These are the people that were not derailed by the jealousy of the people of their day. They were not silenced by the persecution. They were not silenced by the abuse. They were not silenced by the contradiction. They didn't get rude in return. They didn't return abuse for abuse. They didn't get contradictory just for the sake of being contradictory. They simply honored the word of the Lord with gladness and the word of the Lord began and continued to spread throughout that whole place even though the preachers that they had followed the next day remember when they had left just last just the previous week 
Remember, they had, they had put all their stock into these apostles, Paul and Barnabas. And as the Paul and Barnabas were, were moving, they were following them. They were saying, hey, come and speak, come and speak, come and speak. But now those people are gone. Paul and Barnabas ended up expelled from the region. And now it was up to them. They were going to be the bearers of God's word. And so the challenge then becomes, do not allow the jealousy of others to hinder your hearing of the word of God. Continue in the grace of God. Listen to what Peter then says later in speaking about Paul. He says, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him, he writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. He, his letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. So there, even in the midst where Peter, I love that Peter says this about Paul's writings. He says, Paul writes some things that are hard to understand. And boy, isn't the Bible sometimes, sometimes hard to understand. The narrative portions, you get a pretty good grip of those. The epistles, sometimes, man, those are weighty, aren't they? And Paul writes in this kind of way where there always seems to be like a parenthetical phrase here and a parenthetical phrase there, and you're not sure of the sentence structure, and it gets pretty challenging to figure out, and it's so refreshing to hear Peter say, hey, sometimes this is, this is hard to understand. But he says, continue to grow in the grace of God. See, as we seek to understand God's word, as we seek to receive God's word on a daily basis into our heart, know that when it's hard to understand, people are contradicting, jealous people are abusing, jealous people are, are accusing and trying to derail us from the word of God, and it's hard to understand, what is it going to take for us to truly grasp God's word? Grace. God's power being displayed in your life even if you don't deserve it. So one way to come to the Word of God is to open it and just say, God, I know I, I don't deserve, and I'm not trying to deserve. You're shedding light, and you're explaining, and you're empowering me to follow your Word. And Lord, I know that it's, sometimes it's very hard to understand, and there's people that are jealous that are trying to steer me in directions that are contradictory to your Word. So Father, I pray for your grace to understand. What if you prayed that prayer every time you read your Bible? God, give me grace to understand. What an amazing prayer. In fact, as we close today, let's pray that together. Father, I pray today for all those that are, all those that are watching the video, perhaps listening via podcast, that, Father, they would um, receive your grace even now as they're listening, that you would flood their mind and their heart with the grace to understand, the grace to glorify your word, the grace to honor your word with gladness, the grace to withstand the words and the abuse and the contradictory statements of the jealous. 
Help us, Lord, through your grace as well to understand that some people will come and have disagreement with us from places of pain, from places of heartache, from places, Lord, of sin. And Father, we, we need to hear them and we need to minister to them with patience and grace in those situations as needed as well. But then, Father, I'm going to pray that you would give us the wisdom to know that when people are just speaking out of jealousy, that's hard for us, God. You're going to have to help us here, Lord, because we will dismiss a hurting person as just being jealous. We'll dismiss them, and, and we'll do them harm if left to ourselves. You have to help us with that, Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next time.